0: Hello, hello, welcome back to my big sister's podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. Hi guys, I'm fucking late again. Well, I feel, hold on, everybody slow down because I feel like even if I'm late, if it's on a Monday, it's still a Monday and I still got it done. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I never said it would be... (laughs) I never said it would be a specific time. I just said Mondays. Although we might have to move that around because, um, okay, so basically, we'll get into everything, but basically my idea is if I want to include my stories from the weekend, <laughs> it's too hard to get all of that done by... Monday at 12 a.m. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm going to include, like, the weekend drama and stuff like that. So I might move the schedule a little bit, but I wanted to ask you guys first. So I'll put a poll later on the Instagram at My Big Sisters Podcast. If you don't follow us there, at least go and check the stories. Because I understand some people don't want to fill up their following list, which, if you didn't know, that's a thing to some. It's not a thing to everyone. It's not a thing to me. But there's people who are weird like that, like OCD about their following list, So even if you don't wanna follow the account, but you listen to the pod and you wanna be involved, just check the stories from time to time because there's vital information there. (laughs) Or um, follow us on TikTok, which is the same thing at My Big Sisters Podcast. So I might move the day just because of the, the, (laughs) I'm stumbling on my words already, the logistics of how to upload also to add video. I'm getting closer to getting the video done. It's, girl, it's just not that easy, okay? It's really not. And no one wants to, (laughs) no one wants to clue you in on the easiest way. But a friend of mine said that she wrote, I think she just forgot to email it to me, but she wrote an ebook about how to podcast or whatever. And she's so busy. So I don't expect her to like send me all the information in a text, um, but I got to get the link to her ebook because that might be a lot more helpful. And like I said, I'm not the brightest. So bear with me. I'm still here showing up every week and I'm still doing what I can. It's not like I'm just farting around. I recently had to, well, I still have to clean. When you're an influencer, right? And if you've been doing it for a long time and you have, if if you've worked with brands for a long time, you build up a list of brands that send you pr right and i'm so grateful i use everything that's sent to me because i would look at it like why am i gonna go buy stuff if it comes in the mail you know what i mean like just realistically would you like if you got a bunch of free shit every day are you gonna go buy if you get a front bunch of free lotions and and makeup and skincare are you gonna go buy it i don't think so so and i also appreciate who sends me stuff so i'm thinking like okay you think of me to send me your new stuff i'm gonna think of you and use your new stuff Okay. So when it's good, I keep using it. The only time I buy is if I don't get PR from, from a brand that I absolutely love, you know? So anyway, when that happens, like literally I'm running late today because I'm trying to open all these boxes, share the information and, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'm just saying to set up my beauty room and turn it into a podcast studio. It's like not the easiest. Also, I looked up the equipment because obviously I'm going to watch YouTube videos on like, okay, how do people do this? Holy shit. <laughs> I don't believe that shit where people are like, well, you don't need anything. You just need your iPhone. No, no, no. You just need your iPhone to be an influencer. When you're a podcast person and you want to provide good audio, tie it up with the video right, way more than that, okay? And I'm not complaining. I'll figure it out. I'm just letting you know why I'm a little bit slower than everybody else. I don't think you guys mind too much, but I do know that video is, um, it's a big thing with podcasts and I get it because I listen to tons of podcasts. You guys know, I don't really listen to music. I listen to books. I listen to podcasts because I don't really read that well. So I got to listen to stuff. I can't really read it. Um, I listen to people talk. It makes me happy. It makes me feel better. Um, I'm one of those (laughs) I'm one of those souls that is just cursed with eternal loneliness. So when I listen to people talking, it makes me feel better. So I get it because when I listen to podcasts, most of the time I choose Spotify because you have video and I choose YouTube because you can see them. Like, I love seeing people's faces when they explain things. And most of the time I'm just listening and like cleaning or working or or doing something or walking, I'm at the gym, I'm walking share and I'll listen to stuff and I don't look at the video, but I understand that when you're just hanging out or you're eating, you know, you kind of want a visual representation. Also, I know it's a thing to like, you're listening, right? And then somebody says something saucy. Somebody says something, spicy so you gotta rewind and see how they said it i need to see the face <laughs> i need to see the reactions of somebody else so i understand the video being Im- important and i'm working on it what else do i have for you today did we do a, a drink check-in last week well here we go what do i have mm. i have a seltzer it's pomegranate is it pomegranate cherry Pomegranate cherry seltzer. I don't have palm because I'm trying to lower my sugar intake, being that my scans were so good. We're going to stay on that. (laughs) I'm trying to lower my sugar intake, especially because I've been eating candy and ice cream. I mean, after Halloween. I had so much candy left over. Did you guys get trick-or-treaters? I didn't. I had two. And we bought tons of candy. I mean... I guess I didn't expect a lot because I feel like the pandemic and the regulations dealing with COVID, that changed a lot for people. But then I saw other neighborhoods posting their pictures and they had tons of trick-or-treaters. So I don't know if it's area-based. I saw a TikTok where this person was explaining, there is no trick-or-treaters because there's no kids. And I was like, okay, I get that. (laughs) Because this TikToker, I don't know who it was. It, It just came up on my For You page. He was like, millennials, especially the older millennials, I guess that's me, 31, don't want to have kids and didn't have kids or don't have kids yet, so there's not going to be trick-or-treaters by the time you guys are in a home and able to give out candy to trick-or-treaters. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Although I didn't, I don't believe that because all our friends have kids. (laughs) We're the only couple without kids. Anyway, so I had tons of candy in the house. I'm trying to lower my sugar intake so there is no palm juice. And I already had my iced coffee, as you can tell. <laughs> I was running around all morning at, that I usually save it for the pod, just like as a ritual. But I was too busy. I needed to um I needed to drink that shit early. Okay. But it was good. I had the Chobani iced coffee. You know I prefer, I prefer the Shopright brand bowl and basket cold brew. But this week I had the Chobani iced coffee, it's not as um, caffeinated, I feel like. I feel like cold brew gives me more energy. Is that a thing? I feel like I definitely get a better kick when I drink cold brew than when I just drink iced coffee, but the Chobani iced coffee, it's like the brown carton, is it tastes good, so I don't mind getting it. It just, like obviously I have some energy, but it's not, it's not the real fucking energy kicking the ass like cold brew is and I was just thinking before like fuck I need to fucking go to shop right because I'm starting to I'm starting to shake. I need my I need my bowl and basket cold brew. It's just not comparable. I had a cold brew recently that was pretty good now I can't remember what it is. Did I? Whatever. Here nor there. I'm not going to take up your time trying to remember what the fuck it is. Let me tell you what we're getting into today. Today is mainly pop culture because so many things have happened that we've been discussing. And, you know, so I have my little list here. Um, So I'll just go down the list and we'll discuss each part. uh, Because you guys have been messaging me about these things. Okay. Okay. One, I did watch Love is Blind. (laughs) If you don't follow our TikTok at my big sister's podcast on TikTok, I responded to, I didn't respond to, but I basically gave my opinion quickly. If ever ever you wanna find some video, I feel like TikTok is like mini podcast episodes. Do you know what I mean? I post them there. And what I said there, and I'll elaborate here is, okay, you know the couple, if you didn't watch Love is Blind, oh, I moved the mic. If you didn't watch Love is Blind, This is going to be a spoiler, so I don't know. Come back later because after this, I'm going to move on and we're going to talk about Aaron Carter, Migos, Cher, Nick Cannon, Johnny Depp. We're going to talk about more celebrities, but right now it's Love is Blind. The reason I wanted to put this at the top of the episode and talk about it is because, okay, the couple, Matt and Colleen, I know every couple has their own like crazy dynamic going on. Um, I believe Wednesday is the next episode where we see more of the wedding. So I'm caught up, right? The main thing that stuck out to me that I want to talk to you guys about and what I posted on TikTok is the couple, Matt and Colleen. He's abusive. He's fucking abusive. And I think Netflix should have shut, shut down the episode when they were in Maui. I think they should have pulled him out. A, without their options like if they want to leave the show and fucking date outside of the show great but I think they shouldn't have allowed that behavior on the show and let them move on and present it as if oh we work through it we're happy now she's meeting his family I'm so in love with him hold on like no fucking way where was Vanessa de Lachey like I'm pissed off because that was abusive and I know that the way I'm making it sound is probably a little bit more dramatic than it is, but the the thing is that that was a red flag of abuse. So he didn't hit her. He didn't completely scream and throw stuff and put her in danger. But that was the beginning of emotional abuse. That was a major red flag. And I feel like if you're gonna have a dating show, see, Love is Blind on Netflix, it's a little bit more of a bougie dating show. Think about the other shows. I mean, they have great lighting. They give them great angles do you know what i mean do you notice like they don't really they don't really let them look bad because if you film me 24 7 there's going to be bad angles of me they it looks like they edit that out like they don't let anyone look terrible they don't let you can tell some of them are drunk but they really keep it nice and clean it's like a bougier version of reality tv shows and i feel like if you're on netflix netflix has all these shows with trigger warnings right Why, why would you allow that? I feel like what they should have done, it would have been a great opportunity, especially because it's an experiment, right? It would have been a great opportunity to be like, hold on, get the producers in. To me, that would have been more interesting. Like that would have been so interesting to me had they shut it down right there and been like, hold on. Like, you know, you know the part where they were in Maui and Matt starts having a meltdown because Colleen, Because Cole went over to Colleen and was like, oh my God. Um, He was basically complimenting her and she was cornered. She's also being recorded. She knew that. Like she knows this is still a TV show and you could tell she's very docile and she's not very rude. She's not very outspoken. Like her personality is cool and calm and just like cutesy and, and young. Like to me, her personality is almost childish. I don't think she's childish, but you know what I mean? Like the high pitch voice the Oh, thank you. Yeah. We're so in love like that. She's obviously not going to be like, Cole, shut the fuck up. Like, don't compliment me in front of my boyfriend. Do you know what I'm saying? She was polite. And she said, yeah, like you're attractive too, because that's a normal fucking conversation. Let me tell you something. I'm in a relationship for a long time and I am outspoken but if some fucking man comes over to me and is like wow like you're you're really attractive blah 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 i'm not going to be fucking weird and say i have a boyfriend get away from me like we're not in high school i would probably be like oh thank you like you're attractive yourself and not be not be rude like you could still listen i'm all for you don't have to be polite to strangers this this wasn't strangers they talked in the pods for hours they're safe on a resort With all of their people, with all the producers, with all the people watching, this wasn't a time where she would need to be outwardly rude for no fucking reason. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're in an elevator by yourself with a man you don't know and he's like, wow, you're sexy, be fucking rude, right? But if you're literally at a party with everyone you know and a person you actually know that you've spoken to hours on end is like, wow, like you're really attractive, First of all, that's on him because he's got his own fiance. But I don't think you need to be rude. Like, I feel like that was so immature. Okay, so that happened, right? When Matt found out, he had a complete red face meltdown. That is a red flag. I don't care about the excuses. I don't care that he's traumatized from his, his ex who cheated on him. Stop. We've all had fucking exes that cheat. There's no excuse. He's a grown man. We've all had exes that did us dirty. And that's really not Colleen's problem. And he made it her problem knowing they're in a hotel together, knowing she's there without her friends and family for support. She's there with all her strangers, knowing that they're probably contractually obligated to this show at this point. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's obviously behind the scenes and they're being recorded. But between you two like between Matt and Colleen, they know they're both contractually obligated in some way to this show. They took off weeks of their life to be on the show, so they obviously want the payment to make up for that. And I'm sure in order to get paid, you have to follow through with the commitment. So for her to leave and be like, this motherfucker's crazy, that was verbal abuse. She's gonna lose whatever check they gave her or whatever check she's gonna get at the end but also lose the weeks of time that she wasn't at work to make that money. So you fucking cornered her. That is abuse. It's a form of abuse. I don't care if it was impulsive. I don't care if he had a meltdown. I don't care if he felt a way he was triggered from his past. I don't care. He's a grown man. We all get triggered by things. We all get, you know what I mean? We all get in our feelings about things, but to have a drunken meltdown in a different country... Was it a different? No, Maui's in Hawaii, right? Sorry. In a a different state, in a different place from where she lives. It's just so, I felt that was so abusive. And I feel like the producers knew that because Matt would say, Matt was saying to the producer, wouldn't you react the same? And the producer was even like, not really. Like, so you knew, you knew he's having a meltdown. You knew he cornered her in the bathroom, flipping the fuck out. I feel like right then a producer should have stepped in and been like, okay, guys, take the mics off. We need to, you we, we're putting you in a different room and we're putting you in a different room. Get your shit. And we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Sober up. But this is over for you. You don't get to be on this Netflix show getting paid to be here to come here and take out your aggression off of this woman that we set you up with. Like, I feel like if you're gonna have these people sign up for the experiment, you should also offer them some type of protection to keep them safe because you know you have them cornered as well. Netflix knows that these people aren't just gonna leave the show, even if they're upset. They know there's money and power over them. They know that. Netflix knows that. That's how you keep people on the show. You keep them drunk and you offer the paycheck. But I feel like they should have stepped in at that point and been like, listen, Colleen, if you want to stay on the show and we could bring it, bring on somebody else, or if you want to come back for a reunion episode, we're going to honor what we told you because we didn't expect this person to be abusive, but he's not getting his check. He's thrown off the fucking show. If you want to come back for season four, great. Maybe we could work that out. But both of you are off the show and we really recommend you don't communicate with each other. I think they should have, had like a bonus episode of bringing on a psycho. this is fucking netflix they have the budget to do it bring on a psychologist have a mini a mini talk with nick and vanessa there and maybe do like a shorter episode and just discuss like hey we're all for love is blind and, and meeting people and falling in love and it's a fun show okay great but we're not going to tolerate abuse in any way i f- really feel like they dropped the ball with that I feel like it could have still made it very interesting. I feel like it still went went viral because the whole thing is they want the drama so they get views to get their money's worth. And they do. Everyone's talking about it. As soon as I went on TikTok, there were so many fucking TikToks about the couples, but I didn't hear anyone talk about how that was fucked up that they left Colleen there to deal with this man. Then he gets abusive again later when they were back in, what state were they in? I can't remember what state they're in. I wanna say Dallas, but I'm not sure. Um, they they go back to their hometown, right? And they go, they're all hanging out, they're all having drinks, everybody's drunk. She didn't go straight back to the, the hotel because they went out to the bar and had like a girl's night because all the boys went back to the hotel. He FaceTimes her, she says, why don't you come? I'm, I'm over here, I'm going to the club. He FaceTimes her again. She's in, she answers, but she's in the club and he has a fucking meltdown again. Saying like she's basically a bad person because she's at the club. First of all, (laughs) this is a unique experience. She's, it's not like they're, they're living together a year and it's a Wednesday night and she, and, and he didn't know where she was. And she's at the club at two in the morning. That is a little bit strange. Like you didn't hear from her. Not even like strange. You still have. You, you could still do what you want. It doesn't mean you're cheating. Like what? But he literally just had a meltdown about it. Literally had a meltdown and tried to gaslight her into thinking that it was her fault. No. So that was two counts that we know of that was still left in the show. Who knows if there was more that Netflix allowed. He knew Colleen what they, Netflix knew Colleen wasn't going to leave the show at that point. They knew that. They obviously saw her very in love with him. She was going to stick it out. And she was displaying a fawn response. She was like crying. Then she moved on to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep him. Like I was literally screaming at the TV. What? Do whatever it takes to keep a man who is already trying to emotionally abuse you? Like there's no way around it. She clearly doesn't see red flags. And it happens to the best of us. I'm not saying it's her fault. It is his fault. But I feel like it's also Netflix's responsibility because they know they have these people here cooped up in this hotel room. They know. They know this. Okay. And unless Colleen did this just for publicity and getting her name out there because she's a dancer, then that I understand. She's a ballet dancer um so she didn't really care and she was acting and she wasn't really in love okay great but if she was really in love i feel like that would have been a great opportunity for netflix so that's what i think about it so far as far as the other other couples you know i i agree with all of you but what's his name batiste he's a fucking he's a loser hold on my phone is ringing <sighs> Decline. um he's a loser i love raven I love SK. I like them together. I know they didn't end up getting married, but I fully get that too. But also, why did he come on the show? Maybe he got the show and then he realized, then he learned he he had to go back to school because that whole timeline thing seemed weird to me. Um, who else? Oh, I love Alexis. And what's his name? Brennan. I can't remember her boy, her fiance's name on the show, but I really like them. I really like Alexis, and I can't remember anyone else at the moment, but that was the main thing that stuck with me, so I really want to see if they get married. Um, I think that's the next one, so I'll be watching on Wednesday, because I think that's when the next episode is on. Oh, I got to take a drink. Oh, I got worked up because <laughs> I was so passionate about that, but let me know what you think if you agree with me or if I'm being overdramatic. <sighs> okay. Okay. Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. Raise your hand if you were a big Aaron Carter fan. <laughs> that was my fucking boyfriend. He was my boyfriend. How old were we? Is it like eight, ten? I can't remember how old we were, but... Oh my God, I loved him. I loved Aaron I want candy. I loved him. So if you didn't know... Aaron Carter passed away at the age of 34. I don't think they know the exact date of his passing because they found him in the bathtub. His housekeeper found him in the bathtub, so he could have passed prior to that. Or, you know, you know how that goes. Um, It's most likely a drug overdose. I actually know uh, a lot of this story because he was dating trisha paytas at one point or they were hanging out right and i've been following trisha paytas for a long time the highs and lows i love trisha paytas i don't agree with everything she says but i do think that she is um she's a shock entertainer someone who like just basically just does things for shock whether it's offensive or not so i don't really take a lot of the shit she does personal um but i do think she's i think there's good parts of her so anyway I've been following Trisha for a long time. So when she started d- dating Aaron Carter, I was like, holy shit, Aaron Carter. Like, I fucking forgot about him. I used to love him. So I started following that timeline because clearly when she was dating him, he was a full-blown drug addict. And that's when I was like, what? Like, how did this happen? You know, child star things. So I started following his story. So from what I gathered, he, he still had money and he was still working on music he still had his own fan base. So, he had an OnlyFans, but I don't think it was just sex work on his OnlyFans. I think he was using OnlyFans like a Patreon. So, if you didn't know, you could do that. Like if I opened an OnlyFans for the podcast, um it wouldn't be sex work. It's just a private platform where you can help your creator, you pay for the extra content, you can talk to the creator, you can have there's like more features and get more personal with your favorite creators. It, that's basically what it is. People use it for sex work, but you don't need to use it for sex work. It's a wh- hold on. My ring went off. My cameras went off. I bet it's like a fucking neighborhood thing, though. Yeah, it is. Tires being slashed. <laughs> Great. Um, So I think he had an OnlyFans for his music. So he was still creating music up until he passed. And I don't know what it sounds like. I never listened to it. I don't know where to find it. If I do, I'll share it in case you're interested, but I, I didn't listen to it, but he's, he was still making music and I believe he was still kind of performing sometimes. I don't know if as of lately he was, but he was performing still. He has an 11 month old son with, I think her name is Melanie. I think she deleted her Instagram as soon as he passed. I think like, because she had an Instagram And I went to it and now it's not there. So I think she took it down for the time being, which I mean, I don't blame her because she's getting, she's being hounded by paparazzi. She's probably getting tons of tags and messages. Um, A lot of people blame her for his overdose, which is very irresponsible to do. So I'm sure she just deleted it. So basically in the last few years, he has been struggling with drug drug abuse a lot. And he kind of said he always did on and off, but there was a period a few years ago where he got really clean. He was dating um, a talented tattoo artist, Lena, I think her name is, really beautiful girl. And he was clean for that amount of time. He also went on a TV show, didn't he? It was like a show with Dr. Drew where they were trying to get these couples clean or couples counseling. I can't remember which show it was, but he's been an addict for a long time. He's a He was addicted to huffing computer keyboard cleaner, I believe. You know, the stuff that you spray into, which I didn't even know was, I didn't even know. I'm not laughing at that, but it. I, I didn't know there was an option. I didn't even know that was like, I know people huff like spray paint and stuff. Or maybe I have it confused, but he was really into that. Um, Trisha, in the past, had allegedly, Trisha has, I don't know if I should say allegedly, but I remember Trisha saying that Aaron Carter was into meth. I might be remembering that incorrectly. Basically, he was a drug addict. I mean whoever said what, this man was a drug addict. I think he was doing drugs on live literally the day before he passed or earlier that day. And it's just very sad because 34 is very young. um, And it's also not shocking because there's fentanyl and everything. I just read a report that there was like over 70 million pills, counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl. So The biggest problem with the fentanyl epidemic is people overdose, right? They overdose because they're drug users. They, They take too much sometimes. You know, the tolerance builds up, so they have to take more. They stop taking care of themselves. You know how it goes. The thing with fentanyl is it's causing accidental overdoses. So it could be someone's very first time experimenting with recreational drug use, and they will die. Whereas somebody, whereas if there's no fentanyl in it and they're experimenting, they're not going to die. Or, you know, they still could, but you know what I mean? It's just causing way more accidental overdoses by kids just, you know, doing what teenagers do, like experimental recreational drug use, Um, except now there's fentanyl. And fentanyl could be so deadly if it's not regulated and if it's not measured. And, you know, who the fuck knows how they're making these drugs? So it could be that. It could be he wore his body out or it could be he bought. He bought drugs that he didn't know was laced with fentanyl. It could be he didn't care that they were laced with fentanyl. I mean, he was really struggling with his life. He really was. He was dealing with a lot. Um, I've watched a couple of his lives in the past, and he basically just reiterated the same, the same things over and over that, you know, there was family members who didn't advocate for him when he was a kid. He went through a lot as a uh, as a kid. He felt like his brother um, allowed him to be abused as a kid. I mean, just so many different things. But I feel like child stars just have way too much exposure to the darkness in the entertainment community, but also just the darkness in adult life. I mean, there's like a, a running joke that once you <laughs> once you get to a certain age, you realize everybody does drugs. But you don't learn that for a while, but I feel like child stars learn that really early and they're also offered drugs. Like, I think, I don't know if it still happens today, but when we were kids and there were child stars, people would treat those child stars like adults and hold them responsible for money, hold them responsible for the way they worked, if they were if they were energetic or not, if they could remember their lines, if they could remember their songs. And then if they were tired, they would... I think someone's at my door. It might be the mailman. And if they were tired, they gave these kids drugs. Hold on. I'm going to check my cameras because I don't want to get up. So it obviously causes drug abuse in these child stars, just like we've seen before with, you know, um, Lindsay Lohan. Who's somebody else? But you know how it goes. So basically... That's the theory of how he passed, that it's most likely a drug overdose. Um, I saw people on TikTok saying, oh, but the, the LAPD report says that it's a homicide. No, no, no. It's a homicide because they have to label it that way until they finish the full investigation. Also, I believe in California, the drug dealer can be charged with someone's overdose. So whoever sold him the drugs last can be charged with the overdose. So then it would be considered a homicide. And yes, sometimes an overdose can be can can be labeled a homicide. Um, What happened was I think he was just not answering or something or he must have had his housekeeper come regular regularly because he wasn't broke. I mean, maybe they'll come out later. He was, but I don't think he was. I think he was making a good amount of money from residuals and from. His OnlyFans, he posted a screenshot from his OnlyFans that, he, like one month he made, or in three months he made like five hundred thousand dollars. So he wasn't dead broke. He might have still been doing good. I think he mentioned before he had investments. So he did have a housekeeper, you know, come to clean the house, and she found him in the bathtub, which is very sad. Um, I and you know, it it's just so sad because he's so young and he just seemed so tortured. He just seems so tortured. And it's like, with all that money and all the resources, how come he couldn't get clean? But I feel like we always ask that with people that have money. Like, why couldn't they get clean? And I think it's because, you know, being a drug addict really turns into a real disease. It's more than just the drugs. It's how you handle life. Because if you don't have the tools to handle how difficult life can be without turning to a substance, I mean... You can go to you can go to rehab a million times. But if you if your only tools to help you navigate life is to turn to a substance and numb out the pain, then it's never gonna stop. So anyway, rest in peace, Aaron Carter. Very sad. Another death, another I know this episode's sad. I'm sorry, guys. Another really sad death is takeoff from Migos. He was 28. 28 years old i was watching videos of him he seems like such a sweetheart um did i ever meet them i might have i'm gonna i'm gonna have to ask my boyfriend because i feel like we might have been at the club with them and i i honestly can't remember i remember we were outside the club and i remember seeing it was so this was years ago like 2018 it was so packed, and I believe it was so packed because Migos was there, so then we had to go through the back or something. I don't know, something like that. I might have I might have met them, but anyways, I was watching videos when he passed, because this was in the beginning of last week, I think. It seems like such a sweetheart, and 28 is so young. So apparently, allegedly, what happened was him and Offset, and I guess a group of their friends were outside playing dice or something. And something with money, because I believe that's a way to gamble as well. And the other person shot him, which is crazy because it can happen so fast. That's really the problem with getting into fights with people on the street because, you know, some people are just evil. And instead of fighting with their hands, they'll have weapons. And it's just that that is so sad. It's just so sad because he's only 28 he had a huge career. I believe from Migos, they were all doing their own solo albums. And it's just really sad to see. And there's not really much else to it. I mean, that's, that's all the information that's out there. They, he, there was a street brawl and someone shot. I believe Offset got hurt as well. I think he was in the hospital hurt as well. And I haven't seen anything else. Um, so if there's more to that, I'll read about it. I don't know. I don't know if you guys want an update on that, but it's just, it's so sad. I mean, what update is there? Some fucking asshole with a gun pulls it over some money on the street, which is so fucking sad. I always think to myself, did he know it was takeoff? Like, was that like a thing? Did, Did you know what I mean? Like an ego thing for men because, oh my God, 28 years old. So young with so much of a career and a, a huge bright future. And I saw people saying, like, well, that's the problem with gangs. I don't think that was it. I think it was they were having fun outside and somebody took it way too fucking far. I mean, that can happen to anyone. And it does happen. It's just he is famous. So it was reported on. But this happens. All right, let's move on. Hold on, I have a list. I gotta take a sip. Are you guys okay? <laughs> oh my God, everything is so negative so far. I'm sorry. Well, I feel like everything in pop culture right now is negative. It really is. And you guys kind of asked me about the negative shit. No, I'm, I'm like, turn that's manipulative. I'm turning it on you. Okay, what's the other? Oh, Cher's boyfriend. <sighs> I'm talking about the Cher, the singer. Okay, she's dating a very young man. This is also one of Amber Rose's... Did they have a baby together? Amber Rose was just with this man. I think they... Yeah, they had a baby together. I believe they were engaged. And now Cher is dating him. (laughs) Well, she can do no wrong. So, I mean, she didn't... She, like, somewhat confirmed their dating. She tweeted... His name and a heart. I think his name is Alexander. And then someone asks, is this your new love? And she just put like a, a, a smiley face. But I feel like she's playing coy. I mean, this is Cher. I don't... I, my theory is they are not dating. My theory is they might be working on something because I think he's a producer. And I think this is just a media thing. Um probably to jump up sales, get her name in the press for, you know, no reason at all, but like get her name in the press. The thing with celebrity relationships is a majority of the time it is bullshit. And the other part of it is even if it's bullshit, it doesn't mean that they don't hook up. It doesn't mean that they don't get themselves involved. It's it's a really weird dynamic because you don't get it until until you're in that space. And I feel like only people who want to be celebrities would consent to something like that. If you're not a celebrity and you have no desire to be a celebrity, it sounds fucking insane. Like, what do you mean date to get in publicity and then you actually hook up and you actually get your feelings involved? It's like the same thing with reality TV shows, like when we watch Love is Blind. They gotta know it's not gonna work out. (laughs) Like, like, I'm watching the whole show and I'm like, they gotta know this is not... This this never ends well. Like, it makes no sense. You've got to date someone and live with them for a long period of time before you get married. Like, the the whole thing is crazy. The same thing happens with celebrity relationships. So even if you see them in love and kissing and maybe they do get feelings at a certain point, a lot of the time it's PR setups, whether it be like a mutual manager, a an agent, a mutual agent. Sometimes an agent will work for a big agency, and they'll have a meeting. And in the meeting, one agent will be like, "Hey, my client share really share really needs like she needs her name in the press. Like, what would she do?" And then in the same meeting, this other guy is like, "Oh, well, you know, my client Alexander, I would like to get him in the press too. And are is she single? Like, should we set them up? That would be iconic. Like, literally, that's how this shit goes." And sometimes they have a connection. Sometimes they don't. But the thing with celebrities is they know how to give a connection. You know what I mean? They know how to bullshit it. They know how to finesse it. I do not think they're in love. I don't think they're seriously dating. I think that they're hanging out. And I think it's for a reason. And I think we'll find out later. Um, What else? Oh. A lot of you asked if I was going to watch Selena's documentary. Um, Well... Probably not because she deals with an autoimmune disease. Um, It's not what I have. And hers is to such a degree like, and I know the whole documentary isn't really about that, but it like kind of is because it's about how much she struggles with it mentally and trying to be a performer. And, you know, I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> I don't think I'm there yet because... It's so similar that I don't really need to take in any extra content that makes me upset. This is also something I post on my TikTok. I don't listen to sad stuff and I don't listen to, I don't watch sad movies, I don't listen to sad stuff. I feel like pop culture could be a little bit different. It's a little bit lighter and easier for me to deal with, but when pop culture aligns with something really upsetting, like, especially that I relate to, I kind of shield myself from that because I just feel like if you deal with mental health issues, the first thing that you should do and can do easily without help, without a therapist, without you know support is cut out extra things. If you think about it, what we listen to, even as I'm talking to you right now, I'm literally right in your eardrum. I'm literally right in your head. So, what? So, if you start your day with me or if you end your night with me, whatever we talk about, however we leave off, is going to affect you, even if it's subconsciously, um, which is also why I try to have fun here and keep a lot of the negative stuff out. Because even though we should all use whatever platforms we have to talk about important issues and blah, 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 that negativity. Whether you realize it today or later subconsciously or you do know about it and you don't care, it sits in your head. When you listen to a sad fucking song and maybe it's a great song and you love that song, it it's still, it's still changing the way you're going to feel even if you don't recognize it right away. You ever watch, sorry. I'm taking an air. You ever watch a video and it wasn't really a sad video, but they put sad music and now all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like crying, like the sad puppy videos with the Sarah McLachlan song, same thing. So I feel like if you struggle with mental health, depression, anxiety, you should, or just sadness. Like if you're going through something really sad, you may not be sad forever, but right now you're struggling with feeling really sad. I would cut out the extra sad shit. Especially if you know your boundaries. So I know my boundaries of what I could take in. So I could talk about pop culture and some of the sad stuff that happens. Like Aaron Carter passing from drugs. It's very sad. But that won't keep me up at night. But watching the Selena Gomez documentary about how she deals with her illness. uh, I won't sleep for a week. I'll feel sick. I'll be shaking. I I won't be able to eat. And maybe it's not as extreme for you. But I feel like these things add up. Like, I feel like they pile on our spirit, even if you don't recognize it right away. So I always say don't, if you're dealing with something, if you feel away, if you're not the happiest, don't listen to sad music. It's literally like being sick, but smoking a cigarette anyway. Like, what are you doing? It's like, doesn't make any sense. I think that, you know, even maybe you're not in the mood to listen to something happy, like a happy music song. You can listen to something else, like a book. You can listen to podcasts. You can, you know, listen to comedy. Comedy shows are great for if you're feeling down. And kind of change the way your brain is feeling, even temporarily. You ever read something? I forgot what philosopher figured this out or whatever, but like, if you smile enough, your brain will start to think you're happy. Literally that. So no, I won't be watching the documentary and I'm sorry so I won't be able to talk about it. Um, I've seen some of the TikToks that really a lot of people are talking about how her friends are assholes. But again, I'm not going to watch it, so I can't even get a, give an opinion on it. Um, What else have we got? Oh. Nick Cannon having another baby. I have a theory about this. Listen, stay with me. Are you still listening? I know this podcast is long. I actually have to finish up because I definitely have to W-A-L-K her. (laughs) She's waiting outside. She's waiting outside my room, waiting to go. I mean, she's not crying. I wouldn't wouldn't still be talking if she was like crying. She's not in pain, but I could tell she's ready. But I want to tell you my theory in case this comes out later. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I can state my opinion, can't I? I think Nick Cannon, I hope this isn't disrespectful, but this is my theory. This is just my theory. I don't, I don't mean it from a place of disrespect. I just... This is just what I think. He has kidney failure lupus. Like, he's got kidney disease lupus, which I guess could be... Which is... It can get really extreme. And I believe he almost died 10 years ago. And that's when he found out. Um, I think... I think that's what the kids have to do with this. I think he... I read somewhere some people believe he's he's making kidney donors. I think it's more than that. I think he gets the stem cells because stem cells does fucking wonders, okay? It's very complex. They don't do it in America a lot and that's a whole different rabbit hole to go down that I'm not educated on enough. But there are tons of proven cases of stem cells being successful. I think that's what he's doing. I think that's what it is. And I think that's why it doesn't make sense to anybody else. And I think that's why I don't even think the baby mothers know. I don't think they know that. I think he, I think there's a reason there's all different women instead of just surrogates. Yeah, I have a big theory on this because I I know like, well, why is he doing maternity shoots? Like, why is he so involved? I don't think he doesn't not care about the kids or the baby mothers. First of all, I think he's polyamorous or just fluid, whatever. Obviously, he's not totally monogamous. But you notice how this is after Mariah? And it's so frequent as he's getting older. I think it's stem cells because I believe you can get stem cells from the... What's that tube that's attached to the baby when the baby comes out? And you got it. They cut it. You know what I'm talking about, and then it falls out of the baby's belly like a week later. That thing, I think you can get uh, certain stem certain stem cells from that. I think that there's all different types of things that come from a pregnancy and a newborn that doesn't hurt the baby. This, I'm not saying this hurts the baby. It doesn't hurt the baby. That is beneficial. Like also the placentas. Um, If you've had a baby or if you want to have a baby, you can keep your placenta and there's places that turn it into supplements that are so good for you. There's all different things that happen when, when somebody gives birth and that's beneficial to the mom, the baby. I think that's what it is. And I'm so sorry if that's disrespectful, but that's really my theory. I think he does something with the stem cells. I don't even, because the kidneys are baby kidneys. Like he would need a kidney now. By the time these kids are old enough to do a kidney um, transfer, is that what it's called? Transplant? They're still too young. That doesn't even make sense. But stem cells can happen right now. And I think that's what it is. I also think maybe it has to do with research. Maybe he maybe he has his own doctor working with him on this and he don't want to speak about it out loud because you know that he believes certain things. I mean, Kanye West is not the first anti-Semitic guy speaking out Nick Cannon did something similar years ago and got canceled for it this was in the news so I also think that plays into it like he's not comfortable saying what he wants to do and what his because he got canceled maybe he's a fear of that or maybe he just really doesn't want anybody to know so he'll mask everything with you know doing the pregnancy shoots and and that kind of thing and I also think the baby mothers don't know I don't think he tells them, hey, I I need, I want more stem cells. Will you have a baby with me? I don't think that conversation happens. I don't think they know. I think that, th- does this sound crazy? Am I taking you down a conspiracy wormhole? I don't mean it to be like that. I just think that's what the basis is because I don't, some people said he has like a pregnancy fetish. I don't believe that either. I just don't. I just don't believe that. I think this has to do with his health. I don't think it makes him evil. I think he, I think it's an act of desperation. And, oh, I was leaning on my throat. I'm not getting upset at all. But my allergies have been bothering me because it's hot out of nowhere, bitch. It's 75 degrees out. It's November 7th. I do remember a few years ago, it was really hot on Thanksgiving. So to me, this isn't that shocking. Like I kind of figured it would be hot as fuck. And I feel like I was saying that I said this months ago because it wasn't cold for a while. And I was like, yeah, because the season shifted. Like, it's going to be fucking hot in, in November. Like, you'll have more days to wear <laughs> your summer clothes. Like, because wasn't it like cold a few nights in the summer? I was like, yeah, but it's going to be hot in November. Like, everything's going to be pushed and we're going to have a cold ass winter and we might get a lot of fucking snow. Those are my, those are all my theories. <laughs> So no disrespect to Nicanet at all. Um, But I do think that's what's going on. No one told me this. I didn't read this anywhere. The only thing I read was that people think that he is trying to get kidney donors. And that to me just sounds really fucking dumb. Like you're dumb. Because those kidneys are tiny. He can't take a baby kidney. I don't even think a doctor would allow that. What is he going to do? All these kids are so young. Like, when are they, when is he getting those kidneys? I don't think that's it. I think it's stem cells because that you get from when, well, I think you can get it all the time. I don't know. But I believe it's from when the baby is newborn. So you let me know what you think. Am I fucking crazy? Are you done with me now? (laughs) Did you just hit unsubscribe? One star. Unsubscribe. Let me know what you think. Who are we moving on to? Sounds like someone's in my fucking backyard. I'm gonna get pissed off. <laughs> um where is it? I lost my little list. Okay. Uh okay, we'll end it with these two topics, Britney Spears and heroin cheek being back and Kirby bodies being out. Britney Spears. I didn't really talk, I talked about Britney Spears being free because I think that this is like months ago, I believe it was like the beginning of quarantine, 2020-ish, because I think it's terrible what she's going through and I did believe that she was under some type of, I I believed it because this was only, this was a theory, this was a conspiracy years ago and then it came out that it wasn't a conspiracy, she really was held against her will and medicated and all these things were real and now she's, uh, I just saw a video that was, like, posted yesterday. Listen. I feel like... <sighs> I feel like we're never going to get direct answers. I feel like some days she can articulate herself and it and it sounds like, oh, my God, she should just do an interview and just tell us everything that's going on. And then some days she posts a video that, you know, dancing and stuff, and it's like, whoa, girl. I think conservatorship I think what they did was I know baby we're gonna go I'm almost done honey shares over my shares over here I think that what they did was kind of set her up I think they definitely you want to sit under here go ahead I think she wants to go under my desk you want to go under my desk go ahead baby go ahead no she wants to WA okay Um. I think that they let her out of this conservatorship Knowing that this was the type of shit she was going to post on social media. So I don't think she's still legally under a conservatorship. But I think that the transition to it ending was not as smooth as it could have been. Because first of all, girl, let's talk about it. Okay, because number fucking one, this is Britney Spears. Where the fuck is her glam team? Why doesn't she have one? Where is somebody that loves her that is like, okay, baby, I know you want to dance on the internet and everything, and we can make you an OnlyFans later, but we got to discuss the hair and the makeup, babe. Okay, we love you. You're a 40-something-year-old woman. You look great, but you can't be... I want to... Like, restore her dignity. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's Britney fucking Spears. Why does she look like that on the fucking internet? I wouldn't even dance like that on the fucking internet, and I'm just a little old influencer in Staten Island. Like, come on. It's about dignity. It's about her legacy. It's about her future, too. She's not old. She's she could still do share is still working at fucking 78 or something. Where where the fuck are the people that love her and I are they just like babying her too much because even her fucking fiance my issue with him is him not being like babe, I love you and you're gorgeous, but like glam team, it's 2022. There are so many amazing, talented makeup artists that would probably do it for free, that would sign NDAs, that would be loyal to her. Think about Cardi B's makeup artist. Loyal to her. Never spills the tea. Never gets messy. Think about Nicki Minaj's makeup artist. These are people you could trust, okay? She could hire me. I won't say a fucking thing. But we got to, like, I don't understand. Why does she look a mess in front of everyone when she's got resources and tons of people who love her. I'm sure tons of her fans are makeup artists that would step in and take care of how she looks because it's about her dignity. She, tons of people are commenting daily and maybe she's pretending, I don't care, I don't care, I'm doing what I want. I get it. Like she wants her body to be free. She was in a conservatorship, she couldn't do She, she was locked up for so long, she probably wants to fucking run across the beach naked. Like, listen, I get it. But it's not about that. there's ways to do it with not having it look that way. And do you know what I mean? And I feel like that was part of their plan. Like, okay, you want her out of the conservatorship? Okay. Because now people, if you notice the comments are like, well, maybe she shouldn't have been out. What? Like, that's so not the case. They controlled her money. Even in the conservatorship, they didn't give a fuck about her mental health. They were just controlling her money. She needed to be out of the conservatorship, period. She's dealing with a lot of trauma. But she still needs people in her corner who love her to help her navigate this trauma while also letting her express herself, while also protecting her dignity. Like, I'm sorry, because I, and I love Dumas, and Dumas have said, I don't know if you follow that, um, follow that page, Dumas. That is my fucking friend. I love her. But she does constantly say, like, she's 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 traumatized. Like, guys, you have to understand, and I agree with that. Brittany is going through a lot of trauma, but at what point is it like, okay, she's traumatized, but somebody needs to somebody needs to step in and be like, okay, girl, dance, but like <laughs> clothes, maybe. Like, get her a fucking Gymshark collab and at least get some fucking wear on that on that little body. She's got a great body. But the fucking hair and the smudged eyeliner, like, it's not a look. It was never a look. And she's Britney fucking Spears. This girl used to look gorgeous. Like, her body, beautiful. She could dance. She had beautiful makeup and hair. And even if she doesn't want a full glam, they could do something natural, with her skin maybe get her a little bit of laser treatments if she feels insecure because I know she's insecure about her hair but that's the other thing she's insecure about her hair why didn't anyone introduce her to lace fronts I mean all the Kardashian wear the, the lace fronts there are so many resources where she could still be free and have control over her money but at least be able to be presented With dignity, because we all know in the real world, people respect you more when you're more put together, period. Like, maybe that's not the best, but that's how it is. That's how it is. This is a huge celebrity that people love and care about and still listen to her music and fight for her and speak up for her. I believe that somebody should be there that loves her and have enough fucking balls to be like, Brittany, take the fucking video down, get a fucking makeup artist in here and then we'll discuss with like a, a great talent manager about how you want to express yourself. Or maybe we could set you up with like a private website platform or something. But stop with the eyeliner. Stop with the hair. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Why is, why is, but I believe that that's part of how they wanted her to look. They were like, oh, you want to have the conservatorship? Okay. They knew that's how it was going to be. And that's why they finally let it go. I think they're almost like, okay, she'll sink her own ship, like that type of thing. But I think she's got a lot of potential for a great turnaround because you could tell in some of the things she says. She could really articulate herself. She's still very funny, which is a sign of intelligence. I don't think she's fully off the deep end at all. I think that she needs new forms of therapy and I think she needs people who love her. For real, like love her for real in her corner, like some girlfriends or something, like s- some women to be like, okay, we get it. You've been through a lot, but w- w- or gay men or something, <laughs> someone to get over there and like she needs a glam team every day. Like where's Kylie needs to lend her glam team and at least try it out. Like at least give it, give it a month, Brittany. Hear me out, Brittany. Give it a month with a glam team, see how you feel. If you don't like it after a month, okay, fire them. But I think she would like it. I think she'd feel better about herself. I think she'd feel more confident. And I think she would start getting some of the respect that she deserves versus the much eyeliner and the dance videos. You let me know what you think, am I being too harsh? But that, that's what I would do if Brittany was my friend. I would be like, girl, can I do your makeup please? Like, let's talk about this. I know you wanna dance and we could dance, but let's get a lace front. Um, okay, last one, because I want to talk about this maybe in the next episode or coming up, um, because I want to do a Thanksgiving episode. You know, I never like to leave you guys alone for Thanksgiving. If you're new to my platforms or new to me as a a creator and an influencer, every Thanksgiving, I make sure I do something. I don't know if I did last year. I might've, I make sure I do something because I've spent Thanksgivings alone. I'm not a big fan of the holiday. I think it's a weird fucking holiday and I frankly don't like it. So I definitely want a Thanksgiving episode and to go hand in hand with that, I want to talk about body image. So there was an article that's kind of going viral. Um, I don't know who the writer was, but again, we'll unpack this in the next one. Heroin chic being the new trend for body types. Bye bye booty. That's what the headline said. And I said, I think this is, um, I think this is true. Like, LOL. No. First of all, you have to know my humor. Second of all, let me tell you something from someone who's been curvy this whole time before it was a trend. I was curvy and had this body back when Paris Hilton's body type was the trend. And I remember not being able to understand how their butts fit in those skirts. (laughs) I didn't understand, like, how does your butt fit in that skirt? Because I could never, I remember in my head, like being 10, being like, how do they wear that? Bitch, because they were fucking 90 pounds and 5'11". At 5'3", your chubby ass is never going to be able to wear that skirt. (laughs) Even at my skinniest, I was bone thin when I was like 24, 25, 26. Oh, no, no, no. I could never wear that. Never. I think that for some people, this body type will come back, right? But I don't think it's as serious, like, People got really upset like, oh, body types aren't a trend. Listen to me. It was a trend and I've been curvy the whole time. You're still going to be you and it doesn't mean anything. And this is not 2001 anymore. There are tons of people in your corner that weren't there years ago. There are tons of Gen Zers who speak out against fat shaming and slut shaming and there's just tons of people in our corner i think that instead of being so angry that someone even made the headline or so one of my friends i'm gonna call her out right now and <laughs> she's gonna listen to this and be like bitch she's voice on to me and was like you know i'm worried about this like everyone's like wanting to be skinny i said what the fuck are you worried about worried about what who cares let them be skinny if, they, if someone wants to be skinny be skinny not your problem you be you And I don't think it's going to go the way it used to. Like back then, you were kind of shamed for being thicker. I remember so many people would say to me, oh my God, you have such a pretty face. You would be so gorgeous if you lost weight. Could you fucking imagine? People said that to me. Um, And I don't think that will happen now. I don't. I don't think... It's obviously always going to happen because it always did. But I don't think it's going to be the way that it was. I think this ED culture is dying out more than you think. And I think this was just a shitty article. Some women are, they're always going to be skinny. Some women are always going to be into fitness. And some women are always going to be curvy, period. Like, there's nothing more to it. Fuck this article. we They're outnumbered. They're outnumbered. Do you know how many women fight for you to be comfortable in the curves that you have? You think they're going to stop because some fucking dumb journalist needed a good headline or he was going to get fired. Like come on. Give me a fucking break. We're going to unpack this more because I am so I am such a cunt about eating disorders and body image things and like you're not about to tell me to be skinny. <laughs> so because we could fight. I don't fight but we could fight. We we could have my first ever fist fight because that's just not going to happen and none of you are going to feel that way. I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't allow ED culture in my house. Um, when my sisters are here, I have younger sisters, which is a, the more sensitive group to eating, dis, eating, dis, disordered eating habits. Thank God I don't see that in them. But I have rules, okay? I leave snacks all over the place. I never comment on how much they ate or how much they want to eat or if they look bloated. Never. We don't do that here. I don't fucking allow it. And you... Listen to me, and all of you are gonna follow the same fucking rules. You're not gonna beat yourself about about your size. You're not gonna count the calories on your plate. You're not gonna count anyone else's plate. You're not gonna judge anyone else's size, and you're not gonna judge yourself. That ends here, okay? I don't subscribe to that. That's why I told you I do go back to the gym. I'm happy working out. I'm gonna be excited to see muscles on my body because it means I'm strong because I have a fucking illness that will take away your muscles. But it is not to fit into a certain outfit. It is not to be identified as thinner. If thin happens on the way because you burn calories working out, that's fine. I'm eating less sugar because of inflammation in the fucking brain, but it's not because I want less calories and wanna look less bloated. If I look bloated, I look bloated, period. Like there's, I don't care. But, I, but I'm doing that because also I want you to feel safe in your body too. I do. And I think that obesity could be a problem. I'm not denying that being too heavy and too much fat in your body is dangerous because it can be. I've had hyperthyroid before. My, I've had high cholesterol before. These are things that come from being overweight. However, when you bully people who are overweight about them being overweight, they don't fucking lose weight. They go to food for comfort. That's not how you do it. I don't believe that's how you do it. I've never responded to negative feedback well. It makes me shut down. I don't know about you. But when someone encourages me, like, oh my God, I love the podcast. I can't wait for the next episode. I'm gonna, I'm excited for the next episode. But if everyone was like, fuck your podcast, it sucks. I probably wouldn't upload another one. Do you understand? So listen, you do what you want in your home, but we're in my home. When you turn this on, we're in my home. And I want you to know, we won't be following disordered eating. We won't be falling for these fucking headlines of like heroin chic. Heroin chic is great. Like if you want to, if you love the aesthetic of the images and like Pinterest 90s glam, I love it too. But I'm not about to starve. (laughs) I'm not going to cut a fucking meal out to try to fit into a size that I will never fit into. I couldn't fit in a size zero when I was born. Okay. Cher is rushing me. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to discuss this next week. So get your fucking notes ready, bitch. Okay. And if you're mad at me, send me a fucking hate message and be mad at me. But remember that I love you and I want you to love yourself too. I'll see you next week. Bye.